Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and as always, I'm so grateful that you are here with me today. So I wanted to share something that's very personal, but so worth putting out here into the open because I know it's something that so many of us either have gone through or are going through. And generally, when I share my own personal struggles, it's because I wish more than anything that I would have had someone laying down their vulnerabilities so that I could feel less alone. And sometimes I have, and I know what a profound shift that that's made for me. So as you all know by now, that's the mission of this podcast, to ensure that nobody feels alone, everybody feels seen, heard, and validated in some way. So if by sharing pieces of myself and the lessons that I've learned along the way can alter your discomfort, your own personal heartbreaks, moments of dis-ease, even just a little bit, then I can rest easy. So I've had a couple of heartbreaks in the past, some more painful than others, but ultimately the underlying thing that they have in common is this. Breakups, no matter the reason, are opportunities for us to look at how deeply we love and value ourselves, right? And can be such a catalyst for healing deep pain that we've suppressed. But in our culture, we're not brought up being given these tools for this kind of work. Instead, we're tagged with these limiting beliefs like, there must be something wrong with me, or I wasn't worth it, or I'm not good enough. So we walk through life with these parts of our subconscious believing these things to be true, and another part of our subconscious knowing full well that it's complete bullshit. And that we're all so insanely worthy and deserving of whatever it is that we desire in this life. That it's our birthright to be loved for who we are. But therein lies the work. Who are you outside of a relationship? So my first few relationships, which I'll touch on in a moment, all taught me things here and there. I've taken things from them and applied them where they were necessary, but ultimately just kept repeating patterns again and again. I've chalked this up to the fact that I wasn't ready to learn the hard lessons. I wasn't ready to do the work. So I jumped from relationship to relationship to numb it out. So I thought I would take you through the cliff notes of my past relationships to ultimately build you up um, to my most recent one, which I'll title the one that woke me up or shook me to my core and quite literally broke me in half. That sounds dramatic, right? But it's true, and it's taken over a year for me to figure out why that one specifically affected me the way that it did. I feel that it's super important to share this, A, because talking about heartbreak feels so taboo, and I know that leads back to our limiting beliefs. We're embarrassed to talk about it to the public because somehow it makes us feel like there's something wrong with us or we're less than because someone left us. And let me just take the opportunity really quick to tell you that if that's how you're feeling, I hear you and I see you crystal clear. I've been there, but it's BS. So please come back to that truth. If you had your heart broken, essentially what happened, if you strip away the emotion and the grief that comes along with it, is that this person set you free. They released you from being in a partnership that wasn't meant for you. And it takes time to get there. I understand. And before I dive into 
the life-changing lessons that I've learned through heartbreak. It's important to tell you that after my last relationship, I fell into such a deep state of depression and unworthiness that I wondered if I'd be able to make it out alive. It's important to tell you that because I don't want it to sound like I'm coming from this place of get over it and, you know, just like that, you'll come to realize that this person just set you free. They did you a favor. I I want to value and speak to the fact that I understand there are really heavy emotion, emotions at play and that there's a space for depression and a space for grief um, and all that comes with it. I remember one day calling one of my friends to come over and just be near me because I needed a human close to me. I was just so deeply uncomfortable and out of my body that I couldn't decipher up from down. I remember she laid on a lawn chair out by the pool and across from her, I was in the pool just holding onto the wall, head in my arms, silently sobbing. And after this rock bottom hit, I remember it was a Sunday, I vowed that when I came out of this, I would do anything I could to shed light on the process, to share what I had learned, and to hold space for anyone who might be needing to hear this message and to continue doing the deep work. So here we go. My first serious relationship was in high school, um, a bit on and off for almost two years, and although we were young and both very codependent on one another, it was such an incredibly sweet introduction to love and relationship, and something I don't ever mock just because we were 15 and 17. Just as we don't undermine kids and their creativity and their capacity to understand and to tap into what's not clear to the naked eye, Neither do I believe that we should undermine young love. It's such an important piece of your story if you're lucky enough to experience it. And it taught me a great deal about self-respect and the respect for another human being, the importance of choosing to be with your best friend, and also that not all relationships are meant to go the distance, and that's okay. I ended this relationship with a lot of clarity, but of course with that comes some sadness too. My second serious relationship was right out of college, or actually right at the end, spring of my senior year, and we fell fast. Several months in, we both moved to Colorado where I got my first job out of school, and within a couple of years, we were growing in different directions, and ultimately we both just wanted different things. And this was such a sweet, special time in my life filled with an intense amount of laughter um, and being with somebody who just really saw me for me. But as I mentioned earlier, not all relationships are meant to last for the long haul. I'm so grateful, though, that I can say 10 years later, he's one of my closest friends. So um, also, right after this breakup happened is when my dad was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. So I moved back to Chicago to be near him, and it isn't lost on me, the kismet of that timing. My third and longest relationship came about two years after that. I was living back downtown Chicago with one of my girlfriends. I was two years into my photography business, blogging on the side. The Calm Collective actually wasn't born yet. Um, I was still blogging under Cassandra Photo. And up until this moment, my life had been dedicated to my family. It's important to mention that because although I was single, I was, I was definitely not doing the work on myself. I was in a state of deep 
subconscious trauma and grief and stress as anyone is when their parent or a loved one is going through cancer or some sort of illness. Um, so it was very trying. Um, it was a trying time, but very sweet and emotional all the same for me and my family. Then I was reconnected with someone that I had met years ago at my cousin's wedding. Um, as I mentioned, I was in the thick of my dad being sick and looking back at it now, I was not only craving a distraction, but craving that deep support that relationships often bring, a support that I hadn't had in a really long time. Um, We hit it off immediately. He was getting ready to move to Chicago for law school, and just like that, we were attached to the hip. This is essentially how life would be like for us for the next four and a half years. We ended up moving to South Florida after a while where he got a job. A year later, I bought a house and we designed it the way we wanted it. And then things just started to slowly fall apart. My dad had died within the time we were together and that definitely shifted things for me dramatically as to be expected. Um, Death changes people and this is something that we know. And for me, it, it woke me up. It little by little started tapping me into my own intuition until I got to the point where I could no longer ignore it. Um, I knew something was off in our relationship, but we had been together for so long. We were so comfortable. It felt terrifying to even consider it being over. I remember it got to the point where neither of us wanted to say a word about it because I can speak for myself. I feared what the other might say. Um, It almost seemed like silence was easier. Silence meant that nothing had to change. And I remember there being moments where I felt so desperate to make this work because of the time invested and because we both loved each other's families. Um, We had built this life that I would say things like, maybe we should just have a baby or maybe we should just get married, knowing full well that that's not what my soul wanted from this relationship. Fear is wild, isn't it? It's like anything to grip on to what's comfortable and to avoid growth or change. So a lesson that I learned head on is that when something isn't meant for you, the universe will do her damn best to try and shake you and make you listen. I had quite a few opportunities to hear her that this relationship wasn't meant to last much longer, um, but I just shut her out entirely again, kind of like the aforementioned, um, it was easier to just coast with what it was. Um, Then I was taken to Aruba for some photography work and my mom came along with me so that we could make a vacation out of it. And all I can really say is that my my intuition was wild that entire trip. I knew something wasn't right even by the way that we were communicating. We'd hang up the phone and I'd have this overwhelming feeling in my stomach of dis-ease. I even remember looking over at my mom one night and saying verbatim, something is off. Something does not feel right. So I would fly home two days later, and I would get a message from someone that next day telling me that our partners had been unfaithful with each other, So, and that his partner had come clean, and that and he had shared the proof with me. My partner didn't come clean, um, but honestly, it didn't really matter, I think, because I really didn't need him to. It was something that I had enough clarity on and had known that we had expired long before it was drawn in the sand by this defining moment. And I just remember leaving that relationship feeling a multitude of things, the obvious anger, hurt, embarrassed, frustrated. But ultimately, I felt really connected to myself. I just 
couldn't believe that we have something inside of us that communicates with us like that. It was, it was wild to me. And I vowed that I would do my best to listen to her from here on out. I left that relationship feeling like I had learned so much about myself within a short period of time that I had learned all of these lessons and that whoever I met next, it would be so different. And ultimately I felt in complete control. I think I grieved the four and a half year relationship for only a few weeks. And then I just went blank. Like I was done, but really I just buried the unprocessed emotions. So here I am thinking that I had done all of this work and all of this healing in such a short amount of time. I felt powerful and I am, and I don't discredit that. But the issue here is that it takes time and some grueling effort to make those deep changes and to let them sink in. And I had met my next partner which I'll get into in a second, who was my most recent, only two months later. And I remember telling my girlfriend who introduced us, and she asked me, is this too soon? Do you feel ready? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm completely ready to date again. And thinking back on that now, I was so incredibly numb from all that had happened up until that point. I don't regret moving into this next relationship at all because it changed me entirely. And ultimately, I believe that we walk into the lessons that we need to learn. And he would be one of my greatest. The point of this episode really starts right now, but it felt important to shed light on the others because there are such powerful lessons in those too. But this was one of those universal whacks that I was mentioning above. The universe, I believe, knew that this relationship was not for me but also knew that A, I needed to learn some crucial lessons and would do so here. And B, it would need to force me out of some it would need to force me out at some point because I I wouldn't leave it because I had felt so sure that this was the person that I was going to be with for the long haul. I was very intertwined in this relationship mainly because I had yet to figure out how to use my voice and how to speak my truth and to fully figure out who I really was on my own outside of a partnership. I had never given myself the space to really do that. Also, because I loved this person and so I invested in our lives together. Actually, looking back, I think it's safer to say that I had invested in his life, which is part of the problem. I did this by moving to where he lived, renovating the house he bought that I now lived in from just about top to bottom, letting go of some of my photography work because it was really hard to keep up with traveling back and forth so much. And just little by little, I could feel pieces of myself starting to just float away. And not all at once, but over time, there was a hollow space in my chest that nobody could fill as hard as I tried. So little over a year into this relationship is when I had my first spiritual experience where I started to tap into myself in this whole new way. It was incredibly exciting, a bit confusing, but mostly just eye-opening and riveting. I, for the first time in a really long time, allowed myself to slow down, to read in the afternoons, to take naps, to be out in nature with no real agenda, to stop trying to keep up with everyone else when that felt horrible and completely out of alignment to do so. I was giving myself permission to go all in on myself and to hit reset. But doing this in partnership, especially the wrong partnership, can be really hard. 
Because while you're going inward and making these changes, subconsciously or otherwise, you're leaving bits and pieces of the old you behind. And these can be things that your partner may have loved about you that are no longer serving you. Witnessing someone changing can be a really difficult and or confusing thing to navigate. So while all of this was happening, I was slowly but surely coming to terms that where I was living wasn't making me happy and that I didn't feel lit up by the same things that he did. Things that I was pretending to enjoy to make him happy subconsciously, but it was because I loved him clearly, clearly more than I loved myself, actually, which is the biggest, saddest problem. And even though I was feeling so alive within myself for the first time and I was reconnecting with the things that I loved and cared about, I was starting to fall into this deep depression because things weren't sinking up. My life as it was changing wasn't lining up with my relationship. But again, as I had in the past, I clung on for dear life and ignored my intuition, all because I loved him and I was in it for the long haul and I was terrified of change. And then... As it has before, the universe hit me upside the head. This breakup was the most painful, I think, because I, like I had mentioned before, just subconsciously, I was so sure that this was my person. And I also just felt essentially blindsided by his decision to let it go. I... I had just been, I was all in on this. And so the breakup was really confusing for a multitude of reasons, but also because he wanted me to stay. And I did for over a little week, for over a week, but he also felt that this had to end. So it was like this back and forth and that can be really tumultuous and really devastating. So once I finally did leave and I traveled for a month and found a new home still in communication with him as he would check in often, the communication just came to a halting stop. And there I was, left with myself. And in that moment, it was like the floodgates on all of my pain and trauma that had ever occurred in my life. My dad's death, things that happened to me in high school, the hurt from past relationships, they all just came rushing in, begging to finally be addressed and to be healed. So here it is, the life-changing lesson that ultimately led to be the biggest gift has come out of all of this is being able to realize that it actually had very little to do with him. The deep sadness, the grief, rather it had everything to do with me. It was my body and soul's way of saying, okay, it's time now. It's time to heal ourselves. It's time to get to know you. It's time to fall in love with who you are and to discover who the hell that is. And so I got to work. And releasing him of and no longer allowing him to be the reason for the pain and suffering I was going through felt like I was reclaiming every ounce of my power back. Yes, I missed him, just like I missed any relationship that had expired. He's a great human, and it's always sad to have to let that go. But being able to separate him as a person and my pain as my own was so incredibly freeing and healing, I can't even tell you. It reminded me that 
no one has the ability to consume your emotions. No one has the ability to make you feel unworthy or unlovable. It really does all come back down to you. And that's the best news ever, really, because you're the one who's steering the wheel. The past year and a half has been transformational. I've chosen to be with myself on purpose for the first time ever. I've put myself first to really get to know who I am, what I'm about, what I need, what I don't need, what I want and what I don't want. Even the little things like, what do I actually like to do? What am I interested in? What lights me up? What are my boundaries? And during this time, I was incredibly conscious to not enter into relationship. It felt really, really important to do this. And I'll be honest and say that I had moments where it was so insanely uncomfortable to be alone that my old patterns would flare up and all I wanted was to fall back into something to numb the pain and discomfort. But anytime the opportunity presented itself, when I would meet someone, I just couldn't do it. I wasn't ready. I had this brick house that was built up all around me as if my soul was saying, "Mm, we still have work to do. And what I've realized that is that it really just comes down to surrendering because it's not up to us to know how long the healing process is going to take. We just have to trust that it will and to trust that we'll know when it has. So I've always known the kind of relationship that I've wanted for myself. I'm fortunate enough to have grown up with two parents who were complete equals, who disagreed gracefully and danced in the kitchen to Rod Stewart right after. They had their demons and they loved each other for them. And they also had their quirks and they loved each other for those too. They both had such a deep understanding of who they are as human beings and they accepted that fully from the start. Because if you don't have the self-love and compassion and familiarity with yourself, if you aren't sure how to honor who it is that you are to your core, to honor your boundaries and to use your voice or to have the tools to know how to soothe yourself and to give yourself what you need when you need it. This is essentially when we go looking for love in all of the wrong places for all of the wrong reasons. And just a little side note for those of you who might feel hung up on your age and the cultural pressure around timelines, I completely understand. This is something that has come up for me time and time again as well. And I just want to speak to it quickly by saying this. Time is linear. You are exactly where you're meant to be, learning what you're meant to learn. And as long as you're willing to show up for yourself, you will invite all that you desire into your life. It's just how it works. So breathe in all of that self-deprecating judgment for how old you are or what society says about where you should be and what you should be doing and with whom. And breathe all of that out. Just let that shit go because it has nothing to do with you. It never has and it never will. Your journey is your own. Your story is your own. Your purpose is your own. And if it doesn't match someone else's, be grateful for that. It's easy to succumb to the norm and to just fall in line with what we're told as women, as humans, that we're supposed to do. It's so much harder to go against the grain and to trust each moment as it comes. One of the biggest takeaways from my experiences through heartbreak is the deep understanding that heartbreak is between me, myself, and I. That ultimately it has little to do with the other person. 
As I mentioned earlier, breakups are a gift, and that's not to take away from how painful they can be, especially when you're not expecting them. But if you really dissect what I'm saying, they are a gift. You're being given an opportunity to explore parts of yourself that you've shunned, that you have yet to get to know. You're being given the opportunity to come home to yourself in whatever way that feels good to you. And what's yours will find you. But first, you have to find yourself.